5 FM, 1460 AM, and always online. More than ever, we're your locally owned, community connected talk radio. The views and opinions of shows on KCNR are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of KCNR Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, and you are tuning in to Therapy in a Nutshell. Here on KCNR 96.5 FM, 1460 AM, your talk radio. I'm Dr. Patty, and uh, it's been a while since I've given you my bona fides, so I thought I would tell you why I do this show and who I am. Uh, I have a doctorate degree in psychology. I've been in private practice for over 34 years. Before that, I worked for Children's Protection—I can talk children for Children's Protection Services, uh, doing sexual abuse investigation and intake. So uh, I've also been an expert witness in the court system and written a book. And it's just a lot of stuff to share with people to help people heal. Not everybody can afford therapy. Uh, our get off work or get their spouse to go or their partner. And so Therapy in a Nutshell is a radio show that was put out to help people heal. So that's the background. Today we are going to talk about a phenomenon that I call broken. I see this in my office often, and I it's kind of one of my own private diagnoses that I give people. Say you come into therapy and you're not, I mean, you're, you might be depressed some and you might be anxious some, but it's not really what brought you into therapy. I, I see people that I would just describe that they feel broken. They don't often say that word, but if I say it, they, all, they usually resonate with it and go, yeah, I'm just, I'm broken. And I, I can't seem to get unbroken. So they feel a little bit lost. So, what does broken look like? Those of you out there that feel broken are probably nodding your head going, yeah, I know what she's talking about. But let's let's talk about times in your life you might have felt broken. I want you to embrace that. I want you to really, by the end of this show, be aware of how you became unbroken, how you healed, how you got whole again. And those of you that have been wondering exactly what's wrong with you, I want you to stop and say, could I be broken? So let me let me give you an example. I want to, I'm going to give you a personal example of when I felt really broken in my life. Um, my husband of 39 years, Richard, amazing guy. Um, I love him tremendously, but he died um, oh, over four years ago now um, of a terminal brain disease called behavioral variant frontal temporal degeneration. He was very sick for. Eight to ten years, uh, the last four years were really, really difficult. The last one year was horrendous. Um, But during that time while he was sick, I was strong and I took care of him, and I took care of him willingly and gladly. I loved him tremendously, and I would never have had it any other way. But as we were getting toward the end of his illness, I remember him saying to me, FTD is going to kill you before it kills me. It was taking me under. I, we had taken him off work because he couldn't work anymore. I tripled my caseload to try and bring in more money, and I was taking care of him and going to work, and that was all I was doing. But it was really wearing on me, and the, the disease itself was extremely difficult, and um, he lost all control of his emotions for at least four years, but the last year was no control of his emotions. Anyway, it was it was difficult, so I was kind of going under. So when he died, I already felt... 
weak and spent. And um, somebody that cares about me and loves me called me, said you, I look like crumpled aluminum foil. So when the grief hit me when Rich died, I felt like I broke and for quite a while, I behaved like I was broken. I knew I was grieving. I knew it was hard, and it was a difficult thing to go through. And I allowed myself to really feel that grief and experience it and express it. Uh, sometimes I'd scream into the carpet, you know, get down on my hands and knees and scream in the carpet so I wouldn't scare neighbors. But um, I just felt really, really broken. And I would say that to myself, you're broken, and you're going to not be broken forever. But it was it was very hard to feel that way. So what did broken look like for me? I'm going to share this with you because broken might look the same way for how you felt. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I did not want to go anywhere. I didn't want to answer the phone. Uh, I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do or what to feel. I didn't want platitudes. I didn't want people to say he's with God now or um, you'll be happy again one day. I didn't want anybody to tell me anything because it was too hard to bear and too hard to um, process, and I just wanted to be left alone. So I would get up at 4 in the morning, and I'd work really, really hard in the garden and in the house and cleaning out closets and painting and doing stuff because the house had gotten neglected while he was sick. And I just worked, worked, worked. Then at 5 or 6 o'clock at night, I'd get in bed, fall asleep, get up at 4 and do it all again. So... And I had screaming nightmares, too. That was part of being broken. But it was a very difficult time. And I was glad that I embraced it because I really held that space and allowed myself to feel that. I feel that's part of what made me heal and held, helped me get through. And we'll go into more of how to heal from being broken as the show goes on today. But I just want to share some examples of how people are broken. That's my personal story. And I would tell you I'm no longer broken today. And I'll take you through that journey a little bit. But let's go to other issues I've seen in my practice where people are broken. Another one that's a big one is relationship issues, uh, breakups, divorce, um, a breakup in a relationship you thought was going to go somewhere. So death and loss and grief, yes, but also breakups, um, also somebody that gets very, very ill and they're taken from you by their illness. That kind of loss is very devastating sometimes and can leave you feeling burned like you were betrayed, like you'll never find love again, uh, like you had high hopes for that relationship to be the one that would last you for the rest of your life, and then you find out it's not. And some people that get really broken, relationships and and they're totally taken off guard. Uh, you think your marriage is going to last forever. You've got children at home. You find out your husband or your wife has had an affair and is leaving. And you're left. And it totally shocks you, takes you by surprise. That can make you feel really broken. And I've seen that over and over again in my practice. Another thing that I see people come in with, they feel broken from their childhood. They feel abandoned, abused, neglected misunderstood, uh, set aside, they might have adoption issues or abuse issues, and they might even be a high-functioning person, but they feel that a portion of their psyche is just kind of fractured and broken, and they don't quite know how to put that into words. Uh, that's an example of something I've seen a lot. 
Let's look, talk about a little bit what happens with military personnel when they feel broken. Uh, and we call that PTSD. Uh, but it doesn't always present the same way as just PTSD. Sometimes the broken is the guilt and the shame and the uh, feeling guilty because they are more comfortable in country fighting a battle than they are being home dealing with wife and kids and mortgages and phone bills and and, uh, public and people talking about things that they don't want to deal with small talk when they've been in country dealing with real life, real heavy life and death issues. So I've seen military personnel that would tell you they do not have PTSD, but they feel a lot of guilt and shame that they would rather get back on a plane, go back in country, and have the the known expectations of what happens when you're at war. It's a very different existence, and they feel broken in society, not broken fighting their battles. So those of you in the military that that have felt that are nodding your head going, yeah, that's it. I I just don't want to be here dealing with all this mundane crap when life and death issues have been easier in some way. So take all those examples for a minute, and I'm sure, I'm sure all of you have known when you've been broken yourself or you're currently broken or someone you've known that has been broken. And what they do is they are trying to figure out a way to put into words what they're feeling and then find a way to get out of it and heal. So uh, we're going to go to break in a minute, and we're going to keep talking about how you get unbroken. Okay, so maybe the show could be called Unbroken, but we have to know that we're broken first before we can get unbroken. So we'll be back in a minute right after the break. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patty, and we're talking about being broken. But right now you're listening to the incredibly beautiful Native American flute music of Randy McGinnis. We appreciate Randy letting us use his music on this show. And just as way of an announcement, on Saturday, March 7th, here in Redding, California, Randy and I are going to be doing a Healing Through Music concert. It'll be to benefit the Shasta County Arts Council, and It'll be at Old City Hall. Tickets are only $15 each, and it's they're selling rapidly. So get online at eventbrite.com, and bright is B-R-I-T-E, so eventbrite.com. Type in Randy McGinnis and Patricia Bay for the March 7th concert. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. We're going to just see if we can help people move through into a space of centeredness and healing. So, we're talking about being broken, and um, I want to back up just a little bit here, and I want you to stop and say, do I feel broken mentally, physically, or spiritually, or more than one of those categories? You might feel broken all three of those, mentally, physically, and spiritually, and it's kind of what I'm looking for when I see people in my practice. Uh, People often come to me when they feel broken mentally, but sometimes it's broken physically. They're struggling with terminal illness, um, or they're struggling with autoimmune diseases that just really take away their functioning and their joy in life, such as uh, autoimmune diseases such as fibromyalgia, lupus, multiple sclerosis, 
um, God, there's a ton of them. But think about what happens when a quality of life is ruined by rheumatoid arthritis and those kind of things. And how much respect we have for people that handle those kind of physical situations with valor and with uh, strength and determination. And how sometimes people are just absolutely broken by what they're going through physically. Think of terminal illness when people have uh, terminal cancer and it's just taking them down and they're struggling and they feel sad and scared and they don't want to die and they um, it brings up all the family issues when there's a terminal issue a terminal illness so if you're feeling broken stop for a moment right now and ask yourself do you feel broken mentally like as in a relationship breakup and you're just grieving so hard you you, uh, you can't put one foot in front of the other hardly do you feel physically broken because you're struggling with something, a physical limitation or a physical challenge? Or do you feel spiritually broken, forsaken by God, or uh, God doesn't exist, or you don't know where to put spirituality, or you feel burned by what you have believed? Um, I see people that are in religious recovery because they feel burned and challenged and victimized by their religions. So, how do you feel broken? Really take a look at that and answer the question. And it might be that you feel broken in all three areas. That's okay. Just know where you feel broken. Because by the end of the show, I'm hoping you know if you're broken or not, why you're broken, and how you can move forward to become unbroken. So let me talk to you about a concept that I also look for. When somebody is broken, they're sitting in my office and sharing with me what's happened. I want to see if they're broken and confused or broken and not confused. Now think about that for a minute. When Rich died, I knew I was broken. I was not acting like my normal self. I was overcome with just trying to function and, and grieving. And I knew exactly why I was broken. And I knew that I was grieving. And I knew what I needed, which was to hunker down, pull in, be by myself, and kind of shut out the world so that I could experience what I need to experience. I knew I was broken, but I also knew that I wasn't confused. I was not confused. I see people that come into my office, and first off, they know something's wrong, but they don't know quite what. And they're trying to tell me that they're just not the same, and they're just not functioning like they usually do, and they feel broken. And so when we put that into words, I usually go, yeah, yeah, I feel broken. That's a good word for it. Sometimes they're broken and confused. Why are you broken? I don't know. I just I just feel horrible, and I've just been going downhill for a long time. I don't like my job. I don't like my relationship. I don't like where I live. I don't like my dog. <laughs> so they're just unhappy. And instead of stepping into their unhappiness, instead of recognizing that the broken part is the part that can't move forward, when we begin to put that into words and we try to sort out their confusion, is it they really don't like their job or they really don't like their dog or they don't like anything right now? So broken and confused is a little bit different than broken and not confused. So stop and ask yourself right now, what do I feel broken about? What has happened to me? And think about breaking as um, kind of that you get chinks in your armor. 
you're standing pretty sturdy, you're standing pretty tall, and something chinks away at you and you get a, a chip out of your armor. And eventually you get enough chips out of your armor, you're going to get weakened. So it might just might not just be one thing, but what's the latest thing that made you feel broken? And most people that come in will have a very specific thing that they say. A relationship broke up or someone died or my mom died last year and I just have not been able to get unbroken since then. So what broke you? What's making you feel like you're not as strong as you used to be? You don't have all the wherewithal that you used to have. And here's, here's a really big factor. It's the I don't care factor. And I know some of you out there are just nodding your heads. When you feel broken, it's really hard to muster up the energy to care or the energy to change or go do something. So some people will say, if you can, if, say you were describing to a friend, I just, I can't and I don't want to and I, it isn't important and I just want to stay home and do nothing and and they go, you've got to get out. You need to take care of yourself. You, you should do this, this, and this. And part of you is going, yeah, I should, but I don't want to. That's the I don't care factor. You kind of know you're broken. You kind of aren't confused about it because you sort of know why you're broken. You know that you're slipping into this comfy little place of not having to resolve your brokenness. And you slip into that, I don't care, and you can't make me care. Now, would we call that depression? Yeah, sometimes we would. Can you be broken and not care enough that you slip down into a place of depression and you need to treat the depression? You possibly need medication. You may need help sleeping so that you don't go down further. You may actually be getting depressed, and that needs to be evaluated too if that's happening. Talk to your medical doctor or when we talk about how to get help, that's definitely something you're going to be looking at. But often broken people will will say to me, I'm not really depressed. I'm going to work. I'm doing what I have to do. I get out of bed. I feed the kids. I feed the dog. I just don't feel like myself, and I just don't care, and I just feel broken. So it's important for you to know if you're slipping into depression or not. But for right now, let's just deal with with broken. So one of the first things we're looking at is the acceptance. Do you accept that right now you feel broken in your life? And is it okay to accept that? Is that bad? Does it weaken you to say, I'm broken? I personally don't think it does. I think it's powerful and freeing to decide this broke me, whatever this was. Sometimes that this will sound like I can't do it anymore. I can't do this anymore. It's just, I'm just broken with trying to put up with it. So what's the it? What's the this? What is the final chink in the armor, the final straw that broke the camel's back that made you feel broken? So look at that and then accept it as if you're just holding it. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I often talk about holding the dog poop. I want you to picture that you've got a pile of dog poop in your hands and you want to just hold it. You don't want to smear it on yourself, smear it all over the place. You don't want to throw it around the room. You don't want to deny that it's there. You want to just go, wow, how did this get here and what is it and how do I feel about this? This is the broken part. 
when you can accept it and look at it and define it and feel it, you are well on your way to beginning to understand what it is you're broken about, how it has broken you, and what you're experiencing. Now, as we accept this, I want you to look at the ways that you try to hide from being broken. And this is what all people do. I've seen this for 34 years. People tend to hide by turning down the volume on their feelings about being broken. And how do we turn down volume? Drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, sex, uh, shopping, gambling, food, uh, the type of things that people do to escape. If I go shopping and buy a new pair of shoes and I feel better for a moment, um, if I order that pizza even though I can't have pizza because it really upsets my stomach and it's not a good thing for me, but I don't care. There's the I don't care factor, right? Um, I'm just going to drink. I don't care. I'm going to go back to using drugs or I'm going to smoke a lot of pot or I'm going to do something that makes me not feel this because I don't like it. All right, so... How do you hide? How do you feel broken? What broke you? Do you accept that for right now, in this instant, you are broken mentally, physically, and or spiritually? And what do you do to hide so you don't have to feel it? When you allow yourself to just hold the messy, smelly, yucky handful of stuff, and you really know it's there, and you really look at why and what it is and how you feel about it, and you don't hide, you don't do anything to run away from it, then you actually are on your way to fixing being broken. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to work more toward how do we fix broken. Coming back, this is Dr. Patty. You're listening to Native American Flute Music of Randy McGinnis. Randy was just awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award for Native American Flute. He has done so much for the Native American Flute community, teaching kids to play on reservations, teaching kids all over the country, donating flutes. Um, He just does beautiful work with his music. So, we're talking about being broken And how can you begin to accept and to acknowledge that you're broken and why you're broken? And how do you move through that to learn to be unbroken? So obviously the first step is that awareness. Um, When we're learning how to change, there are five really important steps to change. The first one is that you have to suffer. Sorry. I mean, you're going, thanks, Patty. I don't want to. But... When you suffer and you become aware of your suffering and you stop and say, what am I suffering about? Am I suffering mentally, physically, spiritually, all three? What is my suffering? So the first first step is to suffer. The second step, step is the acceptance of the suffering. When you say, I have been suffering... And I accept that I've been suffering. And this is what I've been suffering with. In that acceptance, you are asking yourself, 
what happened and why. And your answer to yourself is, how am I broken? I suffered. I'm aware of the suffering. And how has that affected me? So in this stage of how we're trying to get unbroken, I want you to recognize that whatever broke you is the suffering that you did. I'd like to tell you that that was bad or wrong or you were a victim of something. But the suffering is a human condition. We came here to Earth School to suffer. We came here to have adversity so that we would have to grow. If you look at where we came from before we dropped into those bodies, put that in any religious spiritual framework that you want. Heaven, whatever, you know, collective energy of the universe, I don't care. Put it in a spiritual framework. Wherever you were before you dropped into the body that you inhabit now, that place was perfect love. How do we grow when the world is filled with perfect love? We don't need to grow. We're happy. We're good. We're calm. So we come to Earth School, we drop into these bodies, and we come here to face adversity. We come here to suffer because in that suffering and in that awareness of that suffering, we are forced to grow, even if we don't want to. So in this space where you're recognizing your suffering, you are aware of it, and you're acknowledging that you are broken, you're faced with a choice. You can either acknowledge and face it and accept it and learn to move out of it, or you can wallow in it and be taken down further. So the idea is I'm broken. I'm not confused. I am aware that I was suffering, and I am aware of how I am behaving now that is different than how I behaved in times of strength in my life. This is why I feel broken, because at some other point in my life, I was stronger. I did more things. I wasn't broken mentally, physically, spiritually. I was happy. I was productive. I was doing stuff. And now, at this stage in my life, I'm not doing as well, and I feel broken. Okay, some of you are nodding your heads out there. You're getting this, because it's it's really straightforward and, and kind of cool. All right, so the third stage when we are broken is once we recognize we're suffering and we become aware of it, then we have decisions to make. We have choices to make. For me, when I was broken in grief, the choice that I made was to experience it and to feel it. I didn't want to shove it away and numb it. I didn't want to not let myself breathe and cry. I needed to allow myself to fully wallow in the experience and and suffer with it. And that was a choice that I made. And I, I believe that was a really good choice because it helped me move through to a place of not broken faster than if I had shoved it under or pushed it away with bad coping mechanisms. It allowed me to move through it. So I made a choice to accept the grief and experience it. What is it that you need to choose? What decision do you need to make about your suffering and your awareness of your suffering? What do you need to do to hold it, to step into it, to experience it, to learn from it? All right. Let's say that it's a relationship breakup and you were dating somebody who was not available. They hadn't left their marriage yet or they still had a fiance or they were uh, engaged in, you know, some other relationship and they were uh, getting into a relationship with you. And you kept hoping, hoping, hoping that they would come forward, leave that other relationship, step into yours. And it took you a while to figure out that it wasn't going to happen. You got strong and you left 
So that behavior was not a super broken behavior. That's really good. But now you're in the grief and the loss and the, and will I ever find someone and the broken heart because part of you love that person. So you feel broken. How do you accept that? And then what decisions do you make? What choices do you have? So one of the first choices that I, I always like to tell to friends, family, clients, is when you are grieving and sad and hurting, breathe and cry. Give yourself permission to feel, to breathe into it, to not shove it away, and to cry. So permission to be sad. All right, so you've suffered, you've had awareness of your suffering, and you're beginning to make decisions. First one being, I'm going to feel this. I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to hide from it with drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, sex, food, shopping, gambling. All right, I'm going to experience this. Then what happens? You have to do something different, okay? You have to take action based on your decisions. So most people are pretty smart that I see, and they say, I think, you know, so what would be a tiny little baby step that you would take that you don't want to take? but would be more like the old you. So if somebody says to me, well, I used to walk every morning. Okay, so what if you got out and walked even just a little bit? What if you took the dog for a walk? What if you walked around the block? You don't have to go do your normal one-hour walk or your course that you usually do. Put your shoes on. Walk outside the door. Do as much as you can. Walk 10 minutes away from the house. Walk 10 minutes back. It's okay. Start to begin to emulate the behaviors that you used to do. Um, As I was coming out of being broken, I called up somebody that I thought would be good to spend some time with, and I said, I think I can do this. Let's, Let's go to dinner. And that was me trying to take a baby step out the door, go do something in public, go make small talk, go go be with somebody. And it was a small step. And it might sound like a dumb small step to some people but for me that was the thing I didn't want to do the most I didn't want to be in public I hated it when people walked up to me and said how are you doing and the really one I hated the most was when people said how's Rich and I'd go ah he died and they'd go oh no I didn't know and that was a really hard one so I took a baby step to do that and to try and step out so what's a small step that you could take that would be more like the strong you than more like the broken you. And now maybe cut that step way down in half. So if you think I'm going to start walking again tomorrow, okay, you're going to go out and walk, but but don't push yourself to have to do the whole thing that you used to do. Do part of what you used to do. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to call a friend. Um, maybe you're just going to get on the phone and talk to your mom. Talk to somebody that you have been avoiding because you didn't want them to say how are you and what's going on. Okay, Uh, the other place I want to make sure we all know that people tend to hide these days is social media. It's so much easier to click likes on things and look at your Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat, all those things, and hide in that because you don't have to be real or be out there or really engage with people. So I want to make sure that social media is on that list. All right, so you're going to take action. Little action. Stop thinking it has to be big action. You have to go back to being everything you used to be. Take a step in the right direction. So we've suffered. 
We've become aware of our suffering. We've made some decisions that we're going to accept that we're suffering. We're going to really look at what we're broken about. We're going to become broken and not confused instead of broken and confused. All right? I also want to state at this time, too, if you're having trouble being aware of your suffering or making healthy decisions toward moving out of your suffering, having trouble taking action, it's probably time to get help. So you call, get a referral for a therapist. There's even therapy online now. There's an online thing called Talkspace. Um, I know several therapists on there that are actually really, really good. Um, My daughter, Ashley Green, is a therapist on Talkspace. You can get on there and ask for her. Uh, So it's really kind of cool. There's ways to get help if you can't get out of the house or you can't afford it very well. There's more affordable ways. So you're going to get help, and it's okay for you to say, I just feel broken, and this is what I think broke me, and these are the behaviors I'm doing, and this is why I'm having trouble getting out of it. I'm broken, and I'm sort of confused about why and how I'm broken and what I need to do from here to get better. It's okay for you to get that help, and often that's not real long-term therapy. If you were a pretty high-functioning person before, um, then you can be again, but it's also that doesn't take a long time for somebody to figure out why they're broken and how to. Okay, so we're going to go to break, and when we come back, I want to leave you with some ways to begin to seek some joy again. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patty. And we're talking about being broken. And how do you get unbroken? It's hard. And just acknowledging that we're broken can be a relief and scary all at the same time. So what do you do when you've recognized your suffering, you're aware of it, you're trying to make decisions about how you would get unbroken, why you're broken, what what can you do not to get broken again, or how to get unbroken. So the hardest part that I find with people that are broken is actually taking some action. Because then that I don't care factor kicks in. I don't want to. I don't care. What if I get hurt again? Because you're not stupid. You got broken for a reason, right? Now, you might think you're weak or you're not, you know, um, You were broken to begin with because of your childhood or something like that. But you've probably been functioning better before you got broken, which is why you feel broken, right? So you're going to work and you're you're happy, you're doing things, you're kind of liking your life, you've got some happiness going in a relationship or whatever. And then something begins to happen or happens all at once. Sometimes it's a sudden trauma. Sometimes it's slow and insidious over time. But now you feel broken. So the really big first step is how did I get broken? And then what decisions do I need to make to get unbroken? Do I need to go get professional help? Do I need to just start to make myself care? 
So here's a real secret. When you're going to begin to take action to get unbroken, don't think it's going to be easy. You're probably not going to want to. And you still probably won't care. Got it? So if you were thinking, I'm waiting for it to get easier, I'm waiting till I want to, I'm waiting till I care again about myself, my friends, how I look, whether I should put clothes on other than my sweats, I'm waiting till I care again. That's backwards. No. To get unbroken, you're going to think of a couple things you used to do when you weren't broken. Right now. Write them down. Did you used to walk? Did you go work out? Did you go have coffee with friends? Did you get to work early just so you could visit with your coworkers and get a cup of coffee and sit down at your desk on time because that made you feel good about yourself? What did you do that made you know you were strong? So answer that question. If you can, write down three things that made you know you were strong. So when I was figuring out that I was broken. I, I knew all along I was broken. But I would say, I don't want to talk to anybody. That was very unlike me. In case some of you haven't figured it out, I'm kind of gregarious. I can talk to people. And I didn't want to. I, didn't, I actually didn't see clients for a year after Rich died because I have a rule that if I wouldn't pay to see me, I won't let someone else pay to see me. And I wouldn't have paid to see me because I didn't even want to walk out of the house, let alone see a client. I was like, no, you want to tell me about your problems? I don't care right now. And I didn't, and I knew that. So I allowed myself to be broken. But I also knew that as I began to recognize that I wanted to care again, I didn't yet, but I wanted to care again, that I had to do a couple of things that moved me toward being unbroken. And for me, that was actually talking to some people or going out to eat with a friend, doing something that made me be a little more social. So I didn't really want to. That was not easy. But I made myself reach out to somebody that I deemed would be a safe person to go hang out with for a little bit. Um, So what action would you take? Think of the big one first. I'd be working out at the gym every day again. Okay, maybe that's too much. So how about if you're going to get your workout clothes on, get your tennis shoes on, Go drive up to the gym. Go over and do one exercise that you do. Go walk in and get a coffee from the coffee bar at the gym. Do something that makes you break your habit of staying home and not going there. And if somebody says, hey, you're going to be here to work out, say, I'm just making myself show up once and I'm going to, I'll, next time I'll show up for longer. It's okay. Own it. It's all right. You are becoming broken and not confused. Right? And that's an okay place for you to be. So pick a couple of things that would move you in the right direction of being not broken. What we're trying to do is when we're broken, the joy is gone. Suffering and awareness of suffering kills your joy. How do you get your joy back? When your joy is back, you will know that you're not broken anymore. So that's the direction that we want to move in. So list a couple of things that used to bring you joy, that used to be part of what you were proud about yourself, that you did that made you feel not broken. So what's the opposite of not, or what's what's not broken? Strong, healthy, engaged, um, 
dealing with work and, and friends and family and liking the dog and taking it for a walk, uh, making up your bed. How do you know when you're broken and when you're not? Do you care about what you wear? I mean, do you put decent jeans on instead of your sweats? Do you wash your hair? Do you put your makeup on? Do you um, go get a haircut? What, what do you do that makes you feel not broken? So list a few of those things, and those are the actions that you're going to take. And if you can't quite make yourself take a non-broken action, cut it in half. Cut it in half again until you can move in that direction. Now, for those of you saying, she's describing depression. Yes. Sometimes when people are broken, they are depressed. Sometimes they're broken and they're not depressed. They're just struggling with something that they're suffering with. But it doesn't matter what label we put on it. If you are not able to make a decision to take some action, then you probably need some help. Because sometimes having a tour guide, a cheerleader, uh, somebody to help you figure out the next action really, really helps. I'll say to a client, okay, between now and your next session, you and I are agreeing that you're going to do this, this, and this. And there'll be tiny little steps I'll, I might start out bigger. You're going to go to the gym once before I see you again. Like, oh, I can't. I can't. Okay, you're going to get your clothes on and go to the gym, walk in there, stay for 10 minutes, and turn around and leave. I can maybe do that. I mean, what if I get all the way down to, you're going to get your gym clothes on, your tennis shoes on, you're going to walk out your front door, walk down to your car, walk around your car three times, and go back into the house or back to your apartment or whatever. I'm going to get them to do what piece of it that they can do. In psychology, we call that successive approximations. So successively adding a little bit at a time, we're going to get close to, we're going to approximate what the final behavior is that you want to do. If the final behavior that you're going to do is to go work out at the gym three days a week like you used to, then we're going to break that down to successive approximations that can move you in the direction of getting back to your workout schedule. Okay, so you're catching the idea. We want to break it down into bite-sized pieces, have you take action, be accountable maybe to a friend or to your mom or to somebody or a good therapist or even on Talkspace or something like that and you're doing it online. Get some accountability for the action you're going to take. Once you begin to take action, you're going to see changes occur. For, after Rich died, I didn't go to the grocery store for a long time. I think I spent $45 in like three or four months on groceries. I didn't care, and I didn't want to go to the grocery store, and I didn't. So I made myself go grocery shopping, and it wasn't easy, and I didn't want to, but I did it because I consciously was saying, I don't want to be broken forever, and this isn't like me. And I've allowed it for a certain amount of time, and now I want to begin to care again, and I want to move out of this. So the idea is we want joy again. So we have to seek joy again. And with that joy, even little tiny steps of being unbroken, comes this really significant word, hope. When we are broken... We generally have lost hope, hope that we'll be loved again, hope that we'll be in a good relationship, hope that we'll get over a military experience or we'll move through grief, hope that the terminal illness won't be so bad 
on ourselves if we're terminally ill or on the person that we love. We're hope. We want hope. And when we're broken, we've lost hope. That I don't care feeling, big part of I don't care is I have no hope anymore. So I want to go over this just a little bit with you again. When we grieve, we are suffering. That suffering leads us to feel broken. And what I'm talking to you about today is I want to really increase your awareness of the suffering and how it's broken you. Are you broken and confused? Are you broken and not confused? I'm hoping this show today has helped you be broken and not confused. Then what we want to do is have acceptance of our suffering. In this awareness, we want to accept, okay, this has been hard on me. This has broken me. Then we want to begin to make decisions. And those decisions are, how am I broken? And what did I used to look like when I wasn't broken? And what are two or three things that I used to do that I would that brought me joy that I would like to do again. And not necessarily ready to do again or caring about doing again, but how could I take a tiny piece of that and move toward it? Remember that it's okay to get help, to have somebody help push you and challenge you and help you figure out these things when you're wallowing so much in the I don't care and the feeling of being broken that you can't pull yourself out. It's okay if you're feeling depressed, if you've been broken so long that depression has really set in. Talk to your medical doctor about that. Get into some therapy and talk about that. And you're going to begin to seek joy. A little bit. It's okay if you don't care. It's okay if you don't want to. You're going to really tone down, way down, any drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, um, inappropriate sex, uh, shopping, food, gambling, social media, All those things to excess. Those are the fun things in life sometimes, but they're the fun things when they're done with joy and with friends and done without excess. They are not necessarily the fun things when you're hiding. They're not necessarily good for you when you're hiding. Okay, so what I'm hoping for you is that this show has helped you recognize what broken is, help solidify your desire to be unbroken, And to move forward into joy and hope. And find love again. Love for yourself. Love for others. Love for life. Because you've had it before. Or you wouldn't be broken. Because people that tell me that they're broken know what it's like to feel unbroken. I want you to remember that. There's a really cool quote from Abraham Lincoln. He said, the best thing about the future is that it comes only one day at a time. So all we have to deal with to get unbroken, to create change in our life, is we need to suffer. We need to be aware of our suffering. We may need to make decisions about that awareness. We need to make decisions for the action we're going to take that's going to create the change. When we feel broken, our goal for change is to feel unbroken. And the best way to say unbroken is joy. This is Dr. Patty. You've been listening to Therapy in a Nutshell. And all I want to do is try to heal the world one hour at a time.
The news from Town Hall is brought to you on KCNR Shasta Reading by Shasta Regional Medical Center. Your life, your health, your choice. Shasta Regional Medical Center.